This is Roof English Radio with Darren daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, it's Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your company. And today, when you hear this conversation, it is a very special day. It will be December the 24th, which in Iceland is basically Christmas Day. Many parts of the world it's Christmas Eve, but of course, much of the celebration happens on the 24th of December. What we thought we would do today as part of our festive programming this year on Roof English Radio was bring you a selection of traditional Icelandic Christmas songs as you make those final preparations for the big day, the final preparations ahead of six o'clock, which is really on the 24th of December when Christmas begins in Iceland. We have the esteemed company once again of Lydia Athanasopoulou, our music journalist friend who in Siglifjörða has joined us over the course of the year many times to look at and listen to various genres of Icelandic music. And we also welcome back to Roof English Radio, a friend of the show, Mar Gurrason, athlete, uh, singer, musician, he's he's done it all. Uh, joining us from, I think, today, Luxembourg, Mar, which yes, we'll get exactly. into as part of the conversation. Welcome to you. Welcome, Lydia, in Siglafjörda. Thank you. Lovely to be back here, especially um, on Arfangadaur. Absolutely. And let's not pretend that it's the 24th of December when we're having this conversation. I'm so obsessed oh, with come Christmas. come on, Darren. No, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. so obsessed with Christmas that I've been planning this, as you know, Lydia, for months and months and months. So I'm wanting to do this for months. So it's actually the 1st of December as we sit here today. But I think that's when you can legitimately look forward to Christmas anyway, isn't it? That's what I'm going to tell myself anyway. Um, so, Mar, you're joining us because you have a Christmas single out. Uh, yes, you're adding exactly. to the canon of traditional Icelandic Christmas songs. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about singing. So, uh, actually, fun fact, I mean, today, obviously, the 1st of December, not the 24th, uh, <laughs> we are releasing also a music video with the song. And um, so the song is called Mir which in English translation means, I think I totally deserve it. Um, <laughs> and the idea a little bit behind that is that when we were writing the song, we were thinking like, hey, what should we write about? And, you know, it kind of everything has been done. You know, we have there are Christmas songs about love and about finding love, about losing love on Christmas, mm -hmm. about, you know, the Christmas packaging and like um, Santa Claus and everything. And we were like, hey, how about how about because Christmas is not that easy time for everyone. And often we do spend a lot of money on all kinds of stuff that we usually wouldn't do, but because it's Christmas, we do it, although we probably can't really afford it. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. So that's the kind of the point of the song that, uh, you know, we, we don't really afford Christmas, but hey, we just uh, do it anyway and enjoy it. <laughs> what a lovely sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. I'm well on board with that. Now, this is a duet, of course, this song, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It's a duet between uh, me and Latte, Thoratle Seuson, and he is... Well, let's say one of the biggest stars and just he, he's a diamond, I would say, um, like in Iceland. He's an yes. actor, he's a singer, he, is, he has done it all. And, and he's just, ev everyone knows him and everyone loves him. He is 76 years old. So we He's have a bit been, older than you then. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a child, I was always listening to Latte and I was always watching him on TV and... Now, as I'm 24 years old, I'm like, uh, I'm just so starstruck actually working with him. I would never have thought 
I would have such an opportunity, which I'm so proud of. And and he's just such a nice guy as well. Well, I've just seen the look of shock on Lydia's face at the revelation that you were 24. I don't know whether she thought you were much older or younger. Do you want to take that one, Lydia? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very positively uh, impressed and surprised, uh, just also because you've done so many amazing things, and uh, you're such an inspiration for people. So, congratulations well, you, on the new on the new song and uh, on your whole track record so far. You must yeah. be very proud, and I very much look forward to hearing uh, the song. Yes, well, oh, we'll tell you what, we're going to play the song at the end of the show. Maud, if you want to stay with us, it would be great to have you yes. by our side as we run through some of these traditional Icelandic Christmas songs, and then we'll, we'll hear your pleasure. song at the very end, uh, if we may. But Lydia, um, you've been researching a, a lot of these traditional Icelandic Christmas songs from about August onwards, if we're honest. So, <laughs> how has that been? <laughs> uh, well, it definitely put me in the in the Christmassy mood quite early. Um, a sort of small disclaimer, um, I wouldn't say that they're all necessarily traditional in the sense that they are folk songs or traditional folk mm. songs in this respect, but uh, at least as it has been the case with uh, the previous music segments we've done, um, I have picked some of the ones I like uh, the most and trying to stick to uh, original compositions by Icelanders. So I've tried to find songs that are not um, pre-existing and just yeah. with Icelandic lyrics. Uh, of course, there are a couple which are very fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've selected uh, some choral music, some more 50s uh, crooner. Hoikur Vortens is of course in there as he's one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, I would say most uh, Icelanders will recognize these songs or probably mm. every song, but especially if you're a foreigner living in Iceland or, or just uh, living outside of Iceland and want mm. to know more, the, I think this is going to be a nice uh, selection to get okay. the Icelandic mood. Well, I want us to think of the list of songs in front of us, and you've got about maybe 20 or 25 selections here. I want us to think of this as a box of Christmas chocolates that we can just <laughs> dive into idea. as we go along without any particular plan. You're very familiar with these songs, of course, Lydia, having listened to them and researched them. So I, I just want you to dive in. And okay. as we go along, maybe mm -hmm. you can decide which song will flow particularly well after a previous one. So okay. as we open up this box. Well, if I opened up a box of chocolates, I would probably go for something tried, tested, safe and beloved. So I would probably go with, and given that today is Alfangatag, Dagur, mm -hmm. I would probably go with the Akureyri Choir and their song Alfangatag Kvöld Yola. So Christmas uh, Eve, Christmas Eve, evening. <laughs>
Well, that's a perfect place to start, I think, isn't it? It's the Choir of Akureyri Church, Choir Akureyri Kirkju, and a song all about today, which you might think of as Christmas Eve, but of course, Maor, if you want to join us here again, uh, the 24th yeah. of December is as big a day, if not bigger than the 25th of December, isn't it? It is, I would say, the biggest day, absolutely. You know, as a child, that was always the day that we looked the most forward to. Then we got to open all the presents and, you know, the, there was good food. And that was really, really the day. So it always confused me so, so much <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Look, what, looking at, you know, the uh, what's the Polar Express or something. And everyone was celebrating December on the 25th of, of December. And I was like, what's wrong with their calendar? <laughs> One of the many joys of, of being a dual citizen, uh, being British and Icelandic, is that I get to have the Icelandic Christmas on the 24th. But then, of course, on the 25th, I can have the British Christmas as well. I was going to say, Lydia, I, I don't know whether you are a dual citizen, but if you are, you can maybe do the, the same things as well. Um, yes, so I, I am a dual citizen and uh, in Greece and in England, as I'm Greek-English, uh, the 25th Christmas Day is the big one. But I do totally understand why Icelanders uh, and maybe other places celebrate the 24th in a way, because at midnight you go into Christmas Day a bit like on New Year's Eve, so that which is the big day for the end of the year. Uh, so I really enjoy the Icelandic perspective on it. Yes. And uh, also, I was curious, Maud, obviously all of your input and experiences around this are very uh, valuable and I look forward to hearing them. <laughs> uh, as uh, you know, I am a foreigner living here, but you actually have lived all these Icelandic Christmases. I was curious Definitely if you not would... all. I'm, I'm very international <laughs> mix. I, 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 okay. <laughs> fun fact, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up um, partly in Luxembourg. Uh -huh. um, so... So I know kind of what you're coming from, but but absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you're in Luxembourg also... just now, aren't you? As we said, I'm in Luxembourg so now. That, that yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you still tune in at six o'clock to Raus Eicht, even if you're somewhere abroad to listen to the mass? I I I try to, um, <laughs> not because to be honest, I'm not very religious, uh, not because that the mass really interests me, but I think it's just. Uh, for the last 60 or 40 years has always been the same introduction. Like there comes this bell and there comes like uh, uh, or, or something like that. And it has been the same voice for like ages. And I just need to catch that moment. And if I catch that moment, then I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> this message, this introduction comes always at 6 p.m., yes. always the same voice. And it's it's it gives you such a nostalgia listening to it. Okay, well, you'll hear that, as Lydia says on, on Rauset, uh, this Christmas, today, and every other Christmas at 6 p.m. Yeah. Indeed. And I actually also have a song for you, uh, for people who aren't very religious, which uh, does say, you know, I don't believe in Jesus, but uh, at least I get to eat a lot uh, on, <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas me. Day. Boiled haddock and cabbage rolls give me more to eat. <laughs> Yeah, I got you, I'm a 
Let's listen to another piece of music, another traditional Icelandic song. Let's listen to Ellie Williams and her brother in Jólin Alstaðar. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yo la 
Jolin Alstaver, Ellie Williams and Wilhelmur Wilhelmsen. And during the year, Lydia, we did feature the music of this quite a lot, didn't we? Yes, we, we did listen to Ellie Williams and uh, she truly does have such a lovely voice and, uh, of course, perfectly matched for Christmas songs as well. Um, she has a lovely version with her brother again of Jolasnjör. Uh, uh, which is very dreamy with you know dual harmonizing um and i only actually recently found out that uh, her brother was a pilot who who sadly died in an accident if i if i understand correctly so yes in luxembourg uh, yeah. in oh in luxembourg, in luxembourg. okay yeah. that's so, there's no such so thing as coincidence he, so he uh, moved to luxembourg to fly as a pilot for uh, luxair um and then he uh, died here unfortunately pretty young in uh, in a car in a car crash yeah that's so sad, but I'm very glad that his music lives on through yeah. through everyone, and of exactly. course at Christmas time as well. Just honor honor his memory. It is the 24th of December. Christmas is just a few hours away, and here on Ruven English Radio today, playing a variety of traditional Icelandic Christmas songs, and of course we're adding to the canon with Mar Gunnarsson and his song, which we've heard a little bit about, and we'll play the song at the end of the program as well. Um, I want to bring in something at this point that I bought at one of my favourite places. Can anyone guess where one of my favourite places in Iceland might be? Secondhand shop. Secondhand shop? No, no. But I do, I do like a good flea market. That's not a, not a bad guess. Um, it's in the north of the country. It's near Akureyri. Did you go to the Christmas house? I did. Yes. yes. <laughs> Perfect. I- did the Christmas house that is open uh, through like uh, over the entire year during yeah. summer? <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think it's even open on Christmas Day, isn't it? I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, don't quote me on that. Don't make a special journey without checking. But when I was there last, I, I'm not just saying when I was there, but when I was there last, I got my last visit. <laughs> um, I picked up a CD um, from Andres Thor, Jon Rafson, and Carl Olgerson. Um, and it's a collection of traditional music well in fact that if you look at the credits quite interestingly it says the songwriters are unknown apart from uh, a few where they're listed mozart is one of them so there are a couple of classic pieces on here but most of the songs are uh, of unknown composition and uh, traditional presumably for that reason and i was really struck by this piece of music which is the first track on the cd and it's called hautith fair athundum n and I don't want to say too much about it because I don't know too much about it. But I really was uh, very taken with this when I first heard it. Thank you. 
So that is Andres Thor, Jon Rapsen, and Carl Olgesen uh, from the CD that I made a purchase of on my last but not final visit to the Christmas house <laughs> near Akureyri. <laughs> Definitely worth investigating. Have you been, Lydia? I have. I was there a couple of weeks ago, and it was I was there twice in the last two months. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and I have to say, the smell of burning wood and they, they have the glazed apples and all the beautiful, beautiful Christmas decorations. I mean, you could spend a lot of money in there, all the candy. I, I think I might have it's, done. Yeah, it's a lovely place. It's it's a really nice place to go. And and um, I think people should go in the middle of the year as well. Yes. Well, when I last <laughs> went there, it was during the, the spring, I think, or maybe the early summer and as I walked in, the Muppets Christmas album was playing, which is kind of perfect, really, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Mauro, have you have you been there? Have you been to the Christmas yeah. shop or the Christmas house near Akron? I've been there a few times, both during summertime and wintertime. <laughs> it's always a nice experience yeah. and, um, you know, very welcoming. And like Litya says, you know, for me as a uh, visually impaired person to walk somewhere and absolutely to smell, um, you know, all these nice smells and, and the nice music, it's, it's really, really, really sweet. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that there's quite a sensory assault going on there, isn't there, with with, <laughs> with all the yeah, smells and the music. And, exactly. And, and the warmth as well. It's a lovely, physically warm place to be. Okay, um, where are we going next musically? Because as I said at the start, we've got this chocolate box full of random 
or apparently you know, random if, selections. If, if it would be if it would be my chocolate box, uh, okay. it, it's kind of a bad bad uh, habit. But always when I buy like you know this Macintosh uh, chocolate things for Christmas, there is only this one or two types of chocolate that I eat. So you know I eat like you know a few pieces and like and then 80 percent of the box is left so i need to give that to someone else and buy a new box for myself which is always bad i've never met anyone that leaves 80 percent of a box of chocolates uneaten <laughs> you lydia i'm not that person um i i, I wouldn't yeah i definitely have favorites uh compared okay. uh, not the whole box but you eat the other things still although it's not your favorite uh, most of the time, yes. Yes. <laughs> and cope with most things except a coffee cream. Okay, let's move on to another selection then from this musical box of chocolates yes. that we have. And mm -hmm. where would you like to go next? Um, next, I think I would like to go to sea because uh, in Iceland, well, actually Iceland and Greece have something in common when it comes to decorations. Mm -hmm. uh, both nations decorate a boat, which uh, as seafaring okay. nations. So when I moved here and I saw people decorated boats, I found that very beautiful. And we do that traditionally back in Greece. And uh, since uh, in Iceland, we have such a long fishing history. Um, I thought we could listen to Ellie Williams' brother, William or Williamson, with Jól á Havinu, which is a song about being at sea during the holidays and being away from your loved ones. And uh, it has some beautiful lyrics that um, I'm just going to read two of them for you. It says... In my heart, I find no peace. No Christmas bells are ringing across the ocean. The Christmas lights at home shine brightly. Their brilliance enters my mind. So in Icelandic, of course. <laughs> um, so I thought we could uh, listen to this. And uh, of course, during the holidays, sometimes we're not near our loved ones, but, but I can imagine it's uh, particularly hard if you're, for example, out at sea. So this one is for all the, the people on the ocean that day. Ég er langt frá öllum þeim sem ég ann mig langar heim Því í hjarta mínu finn ég engan frý Þó að nú sé jólanótt finnst mér napurt allt og hljótt Engar jólaklukkur hljómum hafsins vík Það er kalt er kvöldara, kveðjur vera steymana Og það er ilja um hjarta fóla Jól 
Joel Auhavinu from Wilhelmer Wilhelmsen. And together with uh, Ellie Wilhelms, Lydia, uh, as I say, we've mentioned and, and featured their music quite a lot over the course of the year, but they are also featured prominently in the Icelandic Rock and Roll Museum, which I visited during the year as well, in Keplavik, which is a wonderful place. Uh, I don't know whether you've had a chance to visit that, but it really takes you through the decades of recorded Icelandic music. Unfortunately, I have not yet. I admit a lot of the times when I go south, it's it's to travel from uh, Keplavik, so I often don't have a lot of time to uh, sort of travel around, but uh, it's definitely on my to-do list. I wonder if we can have a bit of a change of direction here, Lydia. What do you think about diving into a song by Ice Guys? Yeah. <laughs> which takes us yeah. right up to date. And maybe it's worth explaining who the Ice Guys are. Yeah. The Icelandic Monkeys or the Icelandic <laughs> S Club 7 <laughs> are phrases that I'm going through my head. Or the Icelandic Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yes. Take a few few of uh, you know uh, elite few elite musicians and put them into one group and you get something good out of it. Exactly. Who, who <laughs> wants to have a go at explaining what Ice Guys is? Lydia, oh, please. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I came across this on television. It's a Ice Guys is a a uh, a TV show, a com- comedic TV show that's. Uh, showing right now in Iceland. Uh, I've managed to see the first two episodes. And um, the idea is that um, a collection of real-life musicians from Iceland uh, gather together to form a a boy band. And uh, during the course of their rehearsals, they're sharing a studio with a renowned uh, all-ladies band. So we have Aron Khan, Friedrich Dór, Hera Hnjetusmjör, Jón Jónsson, Birnir and M- and I think MC Goiti at some point uh, makes a guest appearance. So these are all real musicians from Iceland, all very successful, mm. and uh, they all play in a TV show together. And it's it's a bit silly in the sense that it is very comedic. It's quite over the top, but I found it very very funny. I was laughing the whole way through, and I actually found it pretty good for practicing contemporary Icelandic. Okay, <laughs> and before we hear the song, I mean, do we think that the music? which is featured obviously in this show, does it reflect the talent as musicians? I think it does, uh, but I think also the point of the show is to make it a bit uh, over the top and exaggerated. So so each musician is Mm. obviously very talented and they have a, you know, sales and popularity to prove it. Um, But I think the point is that, and I think that's the point of the show, that uh, perhaps Mm. in 2023... The idea of a boy band doesn't stick as much, uh, but we'll have to wait till the end of the show to see if they're going to prove everyone wrong. So, what do you think? Mark? I mean, I, I think I totally agree with Lydia, and, and like she says, we have seen that they are. I mean, you know, they are one a few of the brightest stars in in pop culture in Iceland today. And like I said earlier, you know, when when you have a few skilled musicians and put them together in one room, you, you can be pretty sure that something good will come out of it. What I am excited to see is. Um, is this something that we'll, we will be seeing more of over the next few years? Or is this more just like a, a thing going on now? Or like, you know, how, how, it, how it will develop? I'm, I'm very excited yeah. to, to see yeah. that. Well, the reason that I was put in mind of the Monkeys or S Club 7 is that 
you know, they were they were bands that were kind of created for their TV shows, mm. and you wouldn't say that they were musicians. The Monkees were by the end, but certainly not at the outset. These guys are musicians to begin with. So yeah. this is not this is not an assembled. This isn't five actors pretending to learn to be musicians. These are these are musicians to start with, aren't they? And I think one of the reasons this probably works is because they are all already very successful. So um, it's probably easier for them to go onto a show and pretend to be um, slightly clumsy or, you know, a bit unaware of the industry. And, and the, the music they create as a band in the show is uh, quite uh, cookie cutter, very stereotypical boy band music. But uh, I think they can get away with that and, and make it very funny and, and sort of maybe even make fun of the music industry and, and uh, the notion of, uh, mar you know, the market, the marketing a boy band, uh, because they are already so very successful. And I wonder when they recorded their Christmas song. This is Christmas is Coming, Yolin Era of Coma, The Ice Guys. Yeah. Okay. Hey. I forgot how good you be if the Yolin was Mama said, get a Yola, sweet, this is a Christmas is coming. Yolin era Athkoma. Christmas is basically uh, here. Ice guys, and do we add that to the canon? Do you think of traditional Icelandic Christmas songs? <laughs> this song is uh, a Icelandic traditional song. It's a cover song, actually. Do we so, add their version? Do you think? I mean, I think, I think, I think we can do that. Yeah, why, why not? You know, it's 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 different, and I always appreciate here artists take someone else's music and put their into their own. Um, into their own uh, version, you know, it's it, it's a, it's a twist. I like it. And for contrast, if we want, we could hear Yolin Eruad Koma by the Etukorin. Oh, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs>
So a very different version of the the same song, Edu Corin, Yulen Eru Athkoma, Christmas is coming, reflected during the year on choral music and and and, and such like from Icelandic artists and Icelandic choirs. And we heard at the start of the program, indeed, a piece of music by the church choir in Akureyri. Do you want to stay in that general area for one more? Absolutely. I have to say I'm a sucker for carols because... My mother is uh, so. My mother is British. She's from England, and uh, there is obviously a huge choral tradition in England. And so she mm. grew up with carols. Uh, she moved to Greece in the seventies, but uh, even as kids, we would go to carol services. Uh, there were various choirs in Athens, so we would uh, attend the, the carol service. Uh, and so, to me, uh, it's not Christmas unless I listen to Christmas carols. So by a choir, I, I you know, of course, all the pop songs are great. And they put you in a good mood, but uh, it's there's really just something so beautiful about a choir. And when traditionally we would decorate our Christmas tree, which we would never do before the first of December, but we always did before the fifteenth of December, uh, we would it would be a whole a big family thing. We would all gather together, uh, get out all the boxes and everything, <laughs> and then we had two or three uh, CDs with Christmas carols that we just listened to the same three or four CDs every year for, for decades. And always listen to carols while we're decorating the tree. And then uh, if my dad was maybe at work that day, we would always wait for him to come back so he could put on the tree topper. So, um, well, I think we're going to stay, shall we, in in choral territory? That would be lovely. Yes, I actually have something that kind of bridges Iceland with choral territory. So this next song is by a choir, Gratuale Nobili. uh, And the song is called Yola Kutre, The Christmas Cat.
Now, I think the Christmas cat, Yola Katrin, requires some explanation or at least some recognition because it is a thing. I'm not sure it's a thing anywhere else, is it, the Christmas cat? No, perhaps not. But there are definitely Chris, scary Christmas uh, beings uh, in a lot of uh, folk Christmas folk uh, folklore around the world, but perhaps not a scary black cat that eats young children that don't get new clothes for Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that is the Yola Kuturin, the Christmas cat. On that choir version we heard, I love the meow meows. <laughs> um, so the Yola Kuturin is part of a folklore uh, story that involves the Christmas cat, Yola Kuturin, who belongs to Grilla, uh, and her 13 Yola Sveit, Yola Sveina, her yes. 13 Yule lads. So um, it seems a little bit mean, though, doesn't it? That if a poor kid doesn't get new clothes at Christmas, he or she is then further punished by being eaten by a cat. Whereas exactly. some kid who's got a nice new wardrobe gets away <laughs> scot free. That doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> No, that's very true. And it doesn't seem fair to get a potato in your in your <laughs> shoe either. But uh, I guess this, you know, ar around the world, the, the these stories are to make sure children behave well. I guess mm. a lot of the new clothes did fall on the mothers, as they would probably be knitting or sewing them for the children. Um, but in the very least, it was this the one time a year when they should wear something new uh, and clean. And uh, if they didn't, the uh, Christmas cat would uh, come and eat them. Or they, they were also threatened by Grilla, who would come down from the mountains at Christmas and boil naughty children alive. And I read somewhere that these stories actually used to be a lot scarier uh, <laughs> before the 1700s, and they, they were very scary for young children. And somewhere about the middle of the 1700s, uh, people agreed in Iceland that maybe we should tone it down a little bit and, and people right. didn't want to be terrorising their children. And, and they things. decided that having toned it down to the point where a cat comes down from the mountains, boils a kid and eats him <laughs> is the right side of the line. It's It's just acceptable <laughs> enough. Exactly. And the, the 13 Yule lads, so the, the sons of uh, Krilla, who lives in the mountains with her husband and the black cat. Um, they're equally mischievous and uh, they each have their distinct personality, uh, a bit like the seven dwarves in Snow White. And, you know, there's one for each day, one for each of the 13 days before Christmas. Mm. And, um, well, would you like to go through the whole list of all 13 and what they do? <laughs> do you know, I was at the Aurbayer Open Air Museum a couple of weeks ago, and they told me that there is a, a sort of second 11 or a second, like a reserve team of your lads that didn't make the final cut. And I know the National Museum are introducing the idea of Yule girls as well, I suppose, mm. uh, female creatures of a similar nature so we could go through the 13 but we might have to then go through all the other ones as well so well that we'll do a little bit of extra research you are right um at some point as far as i also read that there, there were more than 13 but uh yes. traditionally now they've kept to the core 13 and you know they're often on the the boxes uh of milk uh and each one has their own character so you've got um sheep cot clod who tries to suckle ewes in farmers sheep sheds <laughs> You've got Gully Gork, who steals foam off uh, the top of cow milk from buckets. You've got Stubby, who's short and steals food from frying pans. Uh, one of my favorites, you've got Spoon Licker, who yes. does just that. He licks spoons. 
Uh, you've got the pot scrapper or the pot licker who steals unwashed pots and licks them clean. So a, a tidier one. Uh, bowl licker, a lot of licking going on. He steals bowls of food from under the bed, which used to be um, a, a place where people actually used to store food sometimes under their bed. Uh, another favorite of mine is the door slammer who stomps around and slams doors, keeping everyone awake. That is indeed very annoying. <laughs> You've got the skier cobbler who comes around and eats all the skier, the, the Icelandic yogurt. Uh, sausage swiper who loves stealing sausages. Window peeper who uh, creeps around outside windows and often will steal something that he sees uh, from inside the house, something he likes. He pops in and steals it. You've got door sniffer with a huge nose and an insatiable appetite for stolen baked goods. So bakeries lock your doors at night. Uh, and closing it, we've got Meat Hook, who snatches up any meat left outside, especially smoked lamb, which is one of the uh, traditional foods to mm. eat uh, over Christmas. And last but not least, we have the Candle Beggar, who steals candles, which I found out used to be very sought after items in Iceland, uh, understandably, given that you don't have beeswax. And perhaps this is why uh, decorative Christmas candles are also such yes. a tradition here in Iceland over the holidays. Well, I think they also used to be made of fat, and so the candle beggar might find himself eating the candle. Eating a candle, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a perilous time, your time, with all of these lads running around doing the doing their <laughs> naughty things by the sounds of it. Do we have another piece of music that reflects all this? Entilega, absolutely. I, 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 we couldn't be mentioning the Yule lads without actually having a song for it. Um, so I've got two songs. Let's hear them both together. Uh, then. Okay. Yeah. So we did just hear. So we did hear a song about the Yola Kutterin, and I've got uh, two about the Christmas lads. We've got the Krautuela Kor Langsholtskirkju, so the choir of uh, Langholt with Yola Sveinar Ganga um Golf, uh, Father Christmas or Santa Claus or the Yule lads are walking on the floor, and then we've also got the famous Hoiku Mortens with Yola Sveinar Eint og Auta. Thank you. 
Ofan kom að fjöllunum Í fyrra kvöld þá ég fór að hátta Þeir fundan jón á völlunum Ísleif hýttu þeir utan gátta Og ætla að færa hann tröllunum En hann beitist af þeim sátta Óvægustu kvörlunum Það er leikur að læra, leikur sá er mér kjær, vita meira og meira, meira í dag enn í gær. Bjallan hringir við höldum, heim úr skólanum glöð, prúð og frjálsleg í fasi, fram nú allir. Hopefully, by playing a couple of songs dedicated to the Yule Lads, Lydia, we can keep them at bay. We have pacified yes. them. Yes. And they we shall might need be... to do one final musical offering to Grilla herself. Okay. As I well, do we... also have a song about her. Let's do that now, because I don't want I don't want to be eaten by a cat, and I don't <laughs> want to have one of the Yule Lads <laughs> popping up at the window here while we're playing these songs. So let's let's hear a song about Grilla. <laughs> What's this? So this is Etta Heidrun Bachmann with Grilla Kvaivi. Uh, which is appropriately scary. <laughs> Hvort hún fekk mann 
Right, well, I think we've, we've now paid enough of a debt, haven't we, surely, to the, the Yule lads and, <laughs> Absolutely. and the scary cats and all the rest of it. Shall we come a bit more up to date with something in the, I guess, the pop and rock tradition when it comes to a traditional Christmas song? Um, I'm, I'm drawn... I'm drawn to the song with Yolatri in the title, Christmas yeah. Tree. Tell me about this one. Okay, so this is uh, Bokomil Font with Hinsegin Yolatre. And this is, I love the sort of jazzy big band sound on this one. And I think this uh, is one of those kind of Christmas songs that is perfect for putting you in a Christmassy spirit. It's feel good. And I think it takes us away from the scariness. <laughs> As we've mentioned over the course of this year on Ruve English Radio, Lydia, last year saw the Icelandic musician Prince Polo pass away. Very sad news. He'd made a tremendous series of contributions to music over the years. So I think we should hear a song from him. I think that's a lovely idea indeed. 
great contributions to music, but also the arts in general here in Iceland. So this one is called Kalt Autopnum. It's a collaboration track with Bakkalutur. And uh, it is, it's a beautiful track. And it's a song about how cold and lonely it is at the top of the world, namely in the North Pole where Father Christmas lives, or Santa Claus, depending on how you call him. So um, this one is for Lonely Santa. Detti jól, þá dríf ég mig ofan á norðurpól Með óurlegt ekki sens pakka fjall Uppgefin jólakall Ég geng bæði yfir sjó og land Og yfir hrotl kaldan eyði sand Nóttin er þannig séð ágæt ein Fyrir einmanna jólasvein Fyrir penningin 
the lonely Santa, Prince Polo, who passed away last year. Roof English Radio, and we are here on the 24th of December, counting down the hours towards 6pm, which we decided, did we not, was the official start of Christmas, really. When Rousset announces it, you can lift a glass and maybe... Stick up some kiss mistletoe and kiss your loved ones <laughs> under that mistletoe, and you can say that Christmas has begun. Now, joining yeah. us today is Mar Gunnarsson. Uh, we're going to hear his song. He has released a new Christmas single, which we'll play at the end of the show. We'll talk to Mar once again. But Lydia, which Christmas song do you want to hear next? Um, well, I think I would uh, now would be a quite fitting time to listen to Loewe's uh, latest Christmas track. Uh, Loewe is just becoming this blazing star, taking every the whole world by storm. She's such an incredible artist, and uh, she truly is something. The elegance and warmth in her compositions, I think, are a perfect match for Christmas. Mm. I also read she's doing a collaboration track with Nora Jones, which is a match made in heaven, a match made in Christmas heaven. <laughs> so we could listen. To, so we can listen to her track released just last month called Christmas Dreaming. Christmas dreaming a little early this year. No sign of snow and yet I go out hearing jingle bells ringing in my ear. Must be the reason the happy season is here. So I'm doing my Christmas dreaming a little early this Christmas dreaming. Well, not too much longer to wait, not too much longer to dream. I think we may have time for another one. 
Well, we could listen to a track which is about the end of the year. So we've been we've been covering uh, Christmas and right before Christmas, but New Year's Eve is also coming up, and that is another big day for Icelanders and every, many people around the world when their calendar year changes. So I thought we could listen to Mountain Haucht Al Himniskin from Triki Trikvason Och Felagar, which uh, basically says, let's say goodbye to the old year with burning torches, which is a reference, I think, to the uh, bonfires that people light uh, traditionally on Christmas Eve and then again on New Year's Eve. And I very much look forward to going to the one in Siglofjord this year. Looking ahead to New Year there. Lydia, were you surprised when you researched this show that there were so many, uh, some have been covers, of course, but that there were so many traditional Icelandic Christmas songs? Honestly, I wasn't surprised at all. (laughs) (laughs) In the choral section, because as we've covered also on this show, Iceland has a long uh, choral tradition and they do it so beautifully. I I cannot overstate how enthralled I am by Icelandic choirs and their history. And this weekend, uh, actually tomorrow at the Siglu Fjallakirkja, we have the Karlakórin Fjallapikthar, so the Fjallapikth male choir meeting the Dalvik Salka women's choir. So I'm very, very much looking forward to that. When I arrived here in Iceland uh, three years ago, it was during COVID, so there were no choirs, no concerts. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And I'm also not surprised about the pop uh, you know, output for Christmas. Uh, Icelanders love Christmas, understandably so. It's a beautiful place to spend Christmas because of the snow. It's a beautiful place to enjoy Christmas lights because it gets gets dark and people love decorating with the Christmas lights. 
and everyone is such a skilled musician here. You know, people yeah. know so much music and they play so many instruments. Um, so I'm I'm actually not surprised, and I am reveling in it. I've I've enjoyed so much rediscovering uh, Icelandic traditions, music traditions. Um, so this has been such an enjoyable show. Thank you so much for inviting me. So we've been right around the houses, right around the festive houses, I think it's fair to say, over the last however long we've been happily sitting here listening to traditional Icelandic Christmas songs. Maur, we're going to hear your song now, as promised, to end our show today. <laughs> so just remind us who's on this song with you what it's and what it's called. So uh, the song is called Mir Finstier which means I think I totally deserve it. Uh, it's performed by me and um, my friend Latte, who is, um, you know, again, one of the most respected and just beloved um, actor, singer, um, entertainer um, in, in uh, I would just say, can we say in, in the world? Really Let's say in the world. Yeah, that's in the world. <laughs> that's good. Exactly. Um, and the song's written by myself. My friend Thomas Eyjolsson, who lives in Luxembourg, uh, wrote this amazing lyrics to it. Um, and then it's a little bit of an international co collaboration when it comes to the music, because it's partly recorded um, in Iceland with fabulous musicians, Einar Skeving, um, Thor Ulvarsson, and, and many, many others. Um, but uh, we have a gorgeous string quartet um, performed in uh, in Manchester in the Royal Northern College of Music where I'm studying right now. So my friends there, uh, I'm very happy to include them, you know, on the track. And this is on all the streaming platforms, all the usual places? Exactly. And I encourage people to uh, go and have a look at the music video, <laughs> which is on uh, YouTube, um, because I think I think it's amazing. We had such a great time shooting this. Um, the, basically, the video shows me and Lati going around doing all kinds of silly Christmas activities, and you know. And can something... I, can I just ask because I've not had a chance to see the video yet? But is your gorgeous guide dog Max in the video? The gorgeous guide dog sadly is not there. Oh, but I am. Oh. But as a teaser, I am stealing a car and I am doing all kinds of you know things. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations, by the way, because did I not read that, that Max was the, the, the guide dog of the year or something similar? Yes, yes, he, he was chosen as the elite dog of Iceland of the year. Not not just the guide dog of the year, but the elite dog of Iceland 2023. Fantastic. It's been quite a year for you then and, and for him by the signs of it. We're going to play out with your song, but what does 2024 hold for you, Mark? Um, so 2024, uh, I, I want to release... Album, if I can, I'm I'm working on that now, trying to put that together. I want to do well in my in my university in in Manchester. Um, I'm planning to go to Paris to compete at the Paralympics during summertime, and uh, yeah, hopefully lots of music and and who knows, even you know, I would love uh, turning a roof again for some television work during the summertime or or you know whatever whatever lives life throws at me, you know, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's always great to talk. Always great to have you on Roof English Radio. Thank, oh, you, thank you so much, very my, much my for pleasure. joining us and have a fantastic Christmas. Lydia, thank you as well for all your work during the year and indeed for uh, going through these Icelandic traditional Christmas songs. I think we've had an absolute blast over the last little while, haven't we? So, Glethely uh, Yule, happy Christmas. Let's finish with Maur's song here on Roof English Radio.
from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Roof English Radio is daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. 